Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, the ninth chapter. We're at the 18th verse, and boy, do we have an interesting encounter right here. We actually have an encounter within an encounter in the life of Jesus. We have an account of it in Matthew. We have an account in Mark 5, and we have an account in Luke 8. We're going to look at those other two accounts also because they give some tremendous insight and some guidance as to what to think and what's going on here in the situation. Today, we're just going to look at the Matthew passage, so just a uh, pay attention to it if you're just listening or read it. It's Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. And watch the flow of things. Just see what is happening. So here's verse 18. While Jesus was saying these things to them, a synagogue official came and bowed down before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Let me just stop right here. Just You see what's going on here. Okay? So Jesus is teaching. And while he's teaching, a synagogue official, a ruler, a religious ruler, comes before him and bows down before him. It's literally in the state of worship. Okay? The position of worship before him. And he says, my daughter has just died, but come lay your hand on her and she will live. Now, when we look at the other accounts, you're going to see uh, some differences here. Okay, They're not errors. A lot of times people say, oh, these are conflicts. These are errors. The Bible is wrong. No, 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 no. You have to have it all to put together the flow of what's occurring. And one, as I've said many times before, one gospel will bring out one particular thing. Another gospel will bring out another particular thing. Here, remember, Matthew is writing to those who are believers that were coming out of a Jewish background. And for a synagogue a Jewish religious official to come and bow before Jesus and to state this, that my daughter has died, but come, lay your hand on her, and she will live. That is a profound point of faith. Is it faith motivated by desperation? No doubt. Because he says right here, my daughter has just died. Now, the other two Gospels give a, uh, a different nuance to it. We'll look at that later, okay? And those are the ones that we, you've probably heard the most teaching from and you've probably heard the most sermons from. Well, let's go ahead. Verse 19, Jesus got up and began to follow him. So Jesus gets up and he's going to go with this guy, okay? this synagogue official. He's named in the other gospels. He's going to go with him. And he began to follow him and so did his disciples. So Jesus' disciples followed. Verse 20, and a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. Now, let me stop here for a moment. So we have something going on here. You have Jesus going to the synagogue official's house, okay, to literally, from what's being said right here, raise her from the dead. She's died to come and to make her whole and to heal her. While Jesus is doing that, 
is when the woman with the hemorrhage comes up. Now, we've heard this account many, many times. A lot of times people <clears throat> sort of skate over the context and the circumstance, and this is very, very important, very vivid, because it shows us <clears throat> that we as kingdom creatures, as the manifest power of the most high on the earth here today, that these things will happen as we are going. That's what the Great Commission says in Matthew 28. It says, as you are going, as you're going about life, do all these things. So Jesus is going to this one thing, but then this woman comes up behind him, and she touches the fringe of his cloak, verse 21. For she was saying to herself, it literally means that she was just speaking to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will get well. Another point of profound faith. You have the synagogue officials coming up and say, if you will just come and lay your hand on her, she will live. Here the woman who'd literally been bleeding for 12 years, which would have made her unclean. We will see more about this in other gospels. But she'd spent all of her resources with physicians trying to find a solution, and none could be found. And she's saying, if I can only touch his garment, I will get well. The synagogue official, Lord, come and lay your hand on her, my daughter. Touch her, and she will live. Here, a daughter of the kingdom says, if I can only touch his garment, I will get well. Verse 22, but Jesus turning and seeing her said, daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. And you go, wait a minute, I thought there were other parts of this. Well, there are, and we'll see those in other Gospels. <laughs> but look at what Jesus says. He turns to her, and he calls her something. He calls her daughter, okay? Calls her daughter. Boy, I got some things turned up here, don't I? Calls her daughter. And he tells her to take courage. And he says, your faith has made you well. Well, what faith? The faith when she was thinking to herself, if I can just touch his garment, I will get well. She wasn't putting faith in that garment. She was putting faith in who Jesus was and what he was doing and what he said. It will be made well. At once, the woman was made well. Verse 23, when Jesus came into the official's house, so now he's arrived at the synagogue official's house and saw the flute players and the crowd in noisy disorder, he said, leave for the girl has not died, but is asleep. And they began laughing at him. Now, you see what's going on here. He gets to the house, and they've already got the professional mourners there, the ones that would have been hired to come in and to mourn and to cry for the one who has died, who is deceased. So we'll see more about this in other gospels, sort of the flow of, what, of maybe what was happening here. Jesus looks at him and says, hey, y'all leave. For the girl has not died, but is asleep. Now, this is interesting. Is, has she really died? Well, Jesus says she's not dead, but she's asleep. When you look in the New Testament, every time you see that word asleep associated with somebody who's not in their body anymore, it means that they've gone to glory. It means that someone who is a believer, that we don't die in the sense we literally are absent from the body and we're present with the, the Lord. So he's saying what? Leave, leave, for the girl is but asleep. Now watch this. They begin laughing at him. I want you to know a couple things, folks. When you start moving in the power and the presence of the Lord and doing what he says to do, 
people will laugh at you. Usually, the hired professional religious guns will laugh at you. The religious ones sitting in the pew will laugh at you. What did Jesus tell them to do? First thing, leave. Leave. The girl has not died. She's asleep. He didn't want any of that distraction. He told them to leave, to get out of there. And he told why? She's but asleep. Verse 25. But when the crowd had been sent out, he entered and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. This news spread throughout all that land. So like I said, we're going to see more and more about this in Mark and in Luke because it's an amazing, amazing account. But folks, know this, and don't walk in the fear of this. People will laugh at you. Just tell them to leave. Just tell them. Sometimes you have to let people go out of your life. Sometimes you may be the one that needs to leave. Remember when Jesus had the encounter with the demoniac and the people asked him to leave? He left. <laughs> I, I, I know how that feels. Sometimes you wonder. I'm sitting there going, God, what is supposed to be happening here? Do I need to leave? Okay. The Lord will he'll, he'll grant insight into that. Okay. If you're the one that needs to leave or if they need to leave. But you want to get that distraction out of your life to where you can walk in the power and the presence of the Lord. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. We'll look at the next two Gospels related to this. I'll see you then.